We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody and welcome into <laughs> the number one podcast in the West for the number mm. one team mm. in the mm. West. This is No Other Pod, along with your host Jimmy Mac. That's me, and the man who can't stop winning things, Daniel Kuzer. Uh, what's going on, Dan? You just won another contest, didn't you? Woo! I did. I did. <laughs> what is happening? What? Well, I don't. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I, yeah, I did just win a signed photo of Ike Opara. I'm sure he'll sign it, Daddy. Right? Yep. Yep. That's weird. And then it'll to me. be hashtag IO3. That's an old, very old operating system. I'm not. I'm not into that. <laughs> well, that's iOS. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, close, dude. I have not stopped laughing, laughing like evil laughter uh, slash laughter of joy. After these last three games, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what to make of it. I don't even know how to do this podcast right now. It's insane. It's unreal. I mean, to think about the last, I mean, as much as the last like two months, three months, even like you think about, you know, the, the July that we had where it was kind of windless and then the August where, where it was nothing but shutout wins and like just the ups and downs. And then you looked at those last three games where we knew we controlled our own destiny, but we were like, man, can we really go on the road and beat Vancouver and then go on the road and beat Dallas and then come back and beat LAFC? Dude. And hell yes, we can. It's crazy. So. And and what better podcast to have than, than to begin with that song from Radkey, man. We don't talk about it enough, and I know we get new followers every now and then, but guys, that song you heard was Cat and Mouse by Radkey. And I don't know if you know, Jimmy, these guys are a big deal. Not only are they from St. Joseph, Missouri, but this summer, 2018, dude, they went on tour with Jack White. Did you know this? Oh, there you go. I didn't realize that. It doesn't How surprise cool is me. that, man? From the White Stripes. That's a big deal. Very cool. cool. And they, they were kind enough to let us use that song. We reached out to them. They said, absolutely. Uh, they follow us on Twitter. So there you go. Yep, can't thank them enough. Check them out. They are a great local band. Lots of good music, so good call. Giving them a shout-out. And then uh, we haven't mentioned it in a few weeks, but On The Volley Apparel. Head to onthevolleyapparel.com. Put in uh, discount code NOOTHERPOD. Three separate words. Get yourself 15% off. Buy yourself something nice. Celebrate 
the winning of the Western Conference. Yes, so. Christmas is right around the corner. Buy something for you and something for you. All right, buy yourself some stuff. Uh, <laughs> Treat yourself. Dude, and I got to jump into this, man. I was looking at our ratings and reviews, as I try to do every week, and somehow I missed this because Apple is weird with their reviews, guys. So these next two people, I'm sorry I missed them, but uh, this was from September 12th, bro, and it like never popped up, but it was five stars, weird. naturally. And it's from Rock, Ch- Rock Chalk 10, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. It says, <laughs> thanks, jerks. I have that dumb Fanta song stuck in my head. <laughs> to that, I say you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, that was, yep, absolutely. That was a fun episode, bro. I'm feeling kind of nostalgic right now when we were talking Fantas, about... Fantas, uh, don't you want us? Fantas, Fantas. <laughs> we were talking about Andreu Fantas. Um, Who, by the way, makes then, a million dollars a year. Yeah, he does. Out. I mean, that's, <laughs> he's got a pretty pretty sweet job, really. Um. And then the second one, dude, it was just on the 22nd. So like a little over a week ago that I didn't see last week. And it said, and we are number one. This is from Piper Chupacabra. (laughs) Piper Chupacabra. Makes me me giggle. And it said, thank God you guys are not the Taco Bells of podcast. Looking forward to what you have to say about the Dallas game. Well, I don't remember what we said about the Dallas game because it feels like so much has happened, bro. We are just... This this month has been out of control. It is out of control. We probably said Dallas is a bunch of punks and they deserve they to are. lose, and we won. So suck it, Dallas. Um, suck it. But this LAFC game, this whole decision day was a wild day to be an MLS mm. fan, and I feel like it went just about as perfectly as it possibly could have. Oh At least God. as far as what I wanted to have happen. I don't know about you. Obviously, oh, I was winning being a bro, number one. But w- yep, that's perfect. But we can unpack it all. Uh, we could do a two or three hour podcast. We won't. We'll spare you. But <laughs> I know you all saw what Atlanta did. And we're going to have a salty oh, Atlanta, a salty Atlanta fan segment for you tonight. I just know it. Because oh, hell yes. Jimmy Jimmy screenshots this shit and keeps a whole little portfolio. <laughs> He's running out of space on his laptop, people. <laughs> I'm just gonna start like a collage on my wall of just salty Atlanta tweets. Oh my just, god, like, that sounds my like house. a sounds like a very negative room. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll give me life just walking Bro, every, into that room and seeing all the Atlanta tweets. Every goal that Toronto scored on them, I just went. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh I God. couldn't I stop it. it. It was so evil. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I loved every minute of it. Yeah, to watch them crumble. Supporter shield in hand. Oh. All you got to do is is beat a Toronto team that that was trash all season long and to get wrecked. <sighs> and then to have the Red Dude. Bulls barely sweep by a a bad Orlando team, yeah. Toronto's like if our re- if our points record's gonna get broken, it ain't gonna be against us, okay? You know, it's funny you mention that. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if that, in a weird way, was like an actual motivation factor for them. Yeah, like wouldn't it be that's, for that's you? A good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're 100 percent right. Like we're out of the playoffs, but I'll be damned if you take the record from us, like against us. All right, Red Bulls can yeah. have it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just glad oh. that you know we'll we'll talk about Atlanta a little bit more later and and, and everything going it's on too there. Too much. But, uh, MLS is. I had a whole MLS gasm over the weekend. I had a gasm. 
Is that a, is that the technical term for for what we experienced? Um, yes, I'll have to, it was... have to remember that going forward, bro. And you you were in New York. You couldn't be here, and I was running the yeah. twitters with all my Will Ferrell gifts. That was a fun yeah. time, you guys. That was a stroke of genius right there. <laughs> I, I I was I was following along because I was visiting family in New York. Had this planned a long time ago, and and I knew I wouldn't be able to devote like a hundred percent of my attention to the game enough where I could like tweet about it. I had it on my iPad, but I I, I knew I was gonna be kind of in and out. And and I'm following mm-hmm. along on the on the Twitter account, and I'm just seeing Will Ferrell after Will Ferrell after Will Ferrell gif, and I'm like, this is a masterclass in trolling right now. So, yeah, dude. We had an LAFC you, guy commenting on it too. Yeah. And yeah, we got the club to like us and acknowledge our club, existence. The club knows we're alive now. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Like, and and I can't ignore us anymore. We had uh uh oh someone I don't know, a lot of retweets. It was fun. It was fun. We'll have to do it again uh this weekend. But guess what? The prodigal son is coming home. I'm gonna be at that playoff game with you, Jimmy. Oh man. We're gonna have to do another uh no other pod tailgate. Oh, we're gonna have to get some some food and brew for sure, man. That's gonna be good times. Some uh some food and some brew and some booch. You know. Food. <laughs> booze a, and booch. Boo, booze and booch. They um, call me Coos Booch. <laughs> you know that there's that phrase. It it Coos Boocha. <laughs> you know what? Next time, if you get a uh, a custom sporting jersey, I think Kuzbucha needs to be the name on the back. Oh my god, so. I'm I'm not above that at all. <laughs> I might just I know do you're it. Not. <laughs> Don't tell Marissa either. Just do it. You Show know, up. <laughs> she'll be like, "You paid an extra thirty bucks for this?" Yes, yes, I did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, man, this was well, here- an. I mean. I know I couldn't be there in person, but it was such a fun game to watch on TV. And oh, I'm sure man. you were going crazy in your apartment. Oh, for sure. It's a big day. You got Benny starting. Latif's on the bench. Poor little Latif just wishing he was in blue instead of black. You know, he knows he knows that's the devil's colors. So He just wants to be saved. He so does. He's got to save him. But he's he's doing okay. I mean, it is a lot more expensive to live out there, so he's he's probably in poverty. But uh, it was good to see those guys back, you know. Yeah, it was. Um, and and Benny was having fun with it all week, and and obviously, you know, Latif had a had a great time when he was here in Kansas City. He called Peter Vermees a father to all at one point. Um, he did. On his Twitter and he account, is. So. I think Peter's all of our father, and in, in, in a sense, he's had a lot of children. Yeah. Peter, you know what? When uh, when I saw that, we you know we 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 tweeted it out. Um, I think it was since our last uh, our, our our last podcast. But when Peter had that quote about the U.S. men's national team search, and he was like, uh, his his quote was it was long, but but basically to 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 paraphrase it, it was like you know if you just want to make a World Cup and and that's your only goal, anyone can do it. Just fucking hire anybody is what he said. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, I was like, Dad, that's my dad. Yep. Peter, dad. Yeah, but I was proud. Good for you, Peter. Yeah, that's a big time quote. Um, (laughs) But would you? How weird was it to see Benny on the other side, man? I mean, I know he 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 can't hold a candle to to our midfield. You know, we've kind of we're kind of stacked in that department. We are. Yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff Reuter, um, Reuter Reuter. I'm not. I don't know how you say his last name. Reuter Reuter. From the Athletic. 
Uh, he went as far as to say this week that Sporting KC is the best midfield trio in the entire league, and we've been saying it. So I'm glad Sounds someone right. like Jeff, who can put some words to paper in a very eloquent fashion, agrees with us. Um, Stay healthy. Yeah, it, don't get any cards. I mean, let's let's ride this thing out. Yeah, it, it I mean, obviously we saw Benny against Sporting KC when, when we played out in uh, L.A. earlier this year. It's been weird all season long for me seeing Benny in the black and gold. Um, it was weird seeing him at Children's Mercy Park playing for the other team. But, I mean, it this season has, has shown that it, it was the right move, I think, for all parties involved, both sporting and well, Benny. So, Did you see that Benny hit a fan and, during warm-ups with a ball? And then he after the game, he apologized and gave him his jersey? It's because Benny's a good guy. He, yeah. He's a genuinely nice person. So that doesn't surprise I think so. me. But good, good Unless on Unless you're on his bad he, side, I think he can be a dick. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, we that, that was a, the, Benny was always that, that, that two-faced player where, you know, you'd, you'd get pissed off Benny and he'd either be really, really good or really, really bad. Um, yeah. You definitely want him <laughs> as a friend. Yeah. Occasionally he'd just get a little – like, I don't want to fight Mad Benny. Um, but <laughs> – which hey, he and shouts I, to Blue Testament, dude. They shared a creepy freaking photo of him during the game. Oh my god, <laughs> he looked evil. That gave me nightmares. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching that Netflix show, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, and I thought oh, that, that was going to give me nightmares. Um, then I saw the Benny photo, and oh, that boy. just scared me more than any of the creepy monsters I've been watching uh, on that show during the day. Hey, did you see the new Halloween around. movie? I did not know. Oh, man, that's a good one. You should go see that. Horror movies are not gen- generally my thing, but this this uh, Netflix show got me, and people have been saying it was so good, and so now I watch it, but I got to watch it like legit with like lights on around me. Otherwise, I'm, like, oh, wow. monsters are going to come kill me. So Okay. Might have to yeah. give that a shout. We're that, we're, I feel science. a spinoff podcast coming on. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we could probably have a lot of spinoff podcasts on the tangents we go off on, but uh, we could, we could. Anywho, back. I'm going to do game, a WWE th- podcast. Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, you were just telling me right before we recorded that they got they're coming to Chicago and and you will be there. Oh, it's stupid, so. Jimmy. I bought a belt, bro. I bought a championship belt. <laughs> he did. That's a real thing. He sent I me a picture bring of it, it. I should probably bring it to the sporting game. I oh don't know. My God. They'll probably let you in with it. I don't see why not. Be like, I don't see belt, why not. Bro. I'm just going to wear it. I holding up my pants. <laughs> um, Anyways, <laughs> anyway, this lineup that we put out, I think this is the lineup. Don't you think? That's it. That's the this deal, is man. The that one. is the tits. That's the bees knees. <laughs> this is the one that will lead us, and uh, it's kind of weird because you go back to. Uh, Early this year, and this was the lineup we, we went with really early on. I think the first game, technically, we had Johan on, on, the, on the right wing instead of Johnny because Johnny was, was getting caught up with the team a little bit. He joined later than everyone else. But this was the 11 of choice pretty early on in the season, and it's just funny how throughout the year, even amid the DP striker surge and bringing back Namath and all that, we go back to this one with Shelton up top. All the other guys around him, I think this is the one to lead us into the promised land, don't you think? It feels that way. It, it feels strong, um, except we're not going to have Seth Sinovic, man. Not for the next game, at least. 
no that we'll we'll talk about that because because mm-hmm. that's the dumbest and i'm confused Foreshadow. because we'll, we'll get into all that but i'm confused how you get a red card for what they're calling dogzo because i thought we went over that that couldn't happen if it happens in the penalty box but anyway we we will get there um but this game got off to a super fast start in like the first 20 seconds sport in KC got their first shot off on goal and uh, forced, uh, I think was it Daniel Shallowy who forced Tyler Miller into a save early. And, and it seemed like from the first kick sporting was going out uh, a team on a mission and they were going right. to score a goal. Tyler came out and like punched Johnny Russell in the face. So naturally, yeah, my first Will Ferrell tweet was, Hey, Tyler Miller, why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we could do, we could just do a, a Twitter account about soccer with nothing but Will Ferrell quotes, and we'd never run out of them because there's it so works, many. guys. There's a Will Ferrell <laughs> gift for everything. I was excited. Yeah. I was angry. I was I was tense. Like there was so much. <laughs> it was he was there. I was kind of sad. I was like the one game I'm not there. Like he's probably eating the press box chicken strips that I eat every game. Probably Dude, up there was, by the owners. He was in the boxes with the owners. Nate Bucati got a got a picture with him up there. Yeah, that was my chance. Could have seen that him. That was it, man. But, you missed it. Oh well. I did miss it. Um if you if you look statistically at this game, this is like the opposite of a sporting game. Like this is everything happened, and and now granted, a lot of this possession and stuff came um, near the very end of the game, especially in the second half when LAFC were pushing a little bit. But LAFC won possession fifty six to forty four, which is unusual for Sporting Casey to lose possession that much. Granted, we were down a man for for what twenty minutes or so. Um, they outshot Sporting KC 16 to 8, but this is a crazy stat and a very unsporting KC stat based on years past. Of the eight shots we took, seven were on target, compared to only three of the 16 LAFC took. So we didn't get as many shots, but the shots we were getting were quality. So I like that. Um Dude, but it's the a- first did you know the the two goals we scored in this game are both up for goal of the week, which is always crazy because fans are likely to split the vote. And I just want everyone to know right now, and I hope you voted for Roger because that's that was nuts. The Roger Rocket. So Roger's good for like two or three of these a year, it seems like. No, um, dude. He's never scored more than one in a season. Oh, really? Is that right? Yeah, I read that. He already had huh. a career high when he had two goals, and Sunday was his third. Interesting. Okay. So Roger's good for one of these a season. <laughs> <laughs> He's good to try, like, ten of them. But uh, it was, what, like the 37th minute, I think it is, yeah. And uh, Johnny Russell grabbed a loose ball in the middle of the field, passed it to Zussi, who found Roger with all sorts of space. And you can tell... Roger kind of like checks his shoulder a couple times and is like, do I really have the 10 yards of space that I think I have? And no LAFC defender stepped up. So Roger just touched the ball to his left foot and fired a laser past Tyler Miller into the top right corner to yep. open the scoring. And it was unreal. So tell me well, what you're doing to... in your apartment when this goal went in. <laughs> Marissa goes, Yes, and I go. Ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I was just, 
I was like, what is happening? And Roger trolled himself a little bit after the game. Okay. He goes, well, I just, I, it was a good hit. He's like that, that ball could have gone into the corner of the net or it could have gone out of the park. And we're like, you're correct. It does that most of the time. <laughs> yep. Yep. He, he is no stranger to firing one out from 30 yards and having it go 30 rows up into the stands. But, uh, dude's got a boot, got man. It it's, that was insane. I just caught the keeper off guard, I guess. I, I don't know, but I, I'm jacked Probably. up. Cause it's almost halftime, you know? Yeah, it was right before uh, right before the end of the first half, about nine minutes to go or so. Um, Roger off the left foot. He might need that left foot a little bit more next Sunday. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, based on some, some Peter Vermees quotes. But uh, let's get into this stupid Seth Sinovic handball situation that we got going yeah, on here. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, it was in the 60th minute. LAFC was coming off of a corner kick. Carlos Vela whips the ball in. It goes into the box. Uh, some I couldn't see who. Some LAFC player kind of continued the ball on with a header near the back post. And 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 when uh, the the LAFC player tried to head the ball into the goal, it kind of bounced off. It looked like Seth Sinovic's right chest shoulder area. He was the man guard in the back post. Uh, Alan Chapman was right there, didn't call anything, let the ball go out of play. But then they uh, they called for video review, and it was clear that they were reviewing for the handball, and I had a bad feeling when he was coming out of the review. I was like, they're going to award this a penalty. So they did. What I don't understand and what I still don't get, despite the explanation, is the red card for denial of obvious goal-scoring opportunity one, because I didn't think you could get a red card for Dogzo in the box because that's double jeopardy. You're already getting the penalty kick. But two, <laughs> Dogzo. to me, that doesn't fit. Like, that's not a, like normally what a Dogzo penalty is, is like you take a man down and you're the last defender there. And like you clearly were the one, like trying to prevent him from scoring. Seth just had his arm out on the post that was there the whole time. It wasn't like he shot his arm out to try to block a ball. Like, I don't understand. It does, none of it is makes there- sense. <laughs> Does everyone know what Dogzo stands for? Well, if they don't, they do now. Denial of obvious <laughs> goal-scoring opportunity. I don't know. You're you're using it like we should all be smart enough to know what this means, and I've got to tell you, I'm not. <laughs> well, now you are. Well, so you got me. What, what did you What did you, you think Dogzo things. meant? That's the question. Uh, I, I I'm not sure. Uh, dog on the field. So halt halt play. I don't know. He got Dogzo. Dogzo. <laughs> uh, um, but dude, Peter Vermees was on the Max and Herc podcast today. Now, that's Max Bredos, uh, who is actually the commentator for LAFC, and Herc Gomez, who, you know, long playing career, even played for uh, Kansas City for a bit. But mm-hmm. Peter was on there for a good, wow, 20, 30 minutes maybe on the phone. And he said, you know, I, I spoke to Alan Chapman afterwards, and I wish I had the, the quote written down here, but he said, and it was explained to me more, um, you know, when it hit him hit with his arm out there like that, there is, you know, there's no one behind him. The, the goalie's not behind him to stop that ball. So that is denial of obvious goal scoring opportunity. That's a red card and a PK. Whereas if that would have happened um, a little in front of the goal, but Melia was behind him, you know, uh, then that's not a red, that's a yellow and a PK. So I thought that was interesting. Um, 
you know what I mean? Because there was a lot of a lot of debate about. Well, last week it was a it was a yellow into PK. Why is it why is it a red this week? So it was interesting to hear it like that. Yeah, I just I don't know. Like it, it's still. I guess they're saying. I'm looking at an article right now. They're saying deliberate fouls will still incur a red as opposed to players committing accidental fouls that deny a goal scoring chance will now be, be cautioned instead. Like I just, to me, if, if that, I'm looking at the, the, the BBC article about the feet, like when the international football association board changed the rule um, to avoid, this was back in 2016 to avoid what they're calling, um, you know, triple punishment. I don't know why it's triple, but the red card and the penalty, if you're saying deliberate fouls will still incur a red, to me that wasn't a deliberate foul. He like he was just holding on to the pole the entire time, just so he kind of knew in relation to the pole where he was. He didn't stick his arm out; his arm was already there, so it doesn't seem deliberate. But I don't know. I mean, I guess that's why Sam McDowell he had he had re- tweeted out that he heard that Sporting KC was not going to appeal it. So I guess Peter must have been convinced enough that they would not overturn it. So why waste the appeal? I don't know. It's kind of what it feels like. Um, how many appeals do you get? Like, why you just can't appeal everything? Like, you only get a few challenges, like football or something? Yeah, I don't know the exact rule. I think you can only, like, after two unsuccessful appeals, something happens. I don't remember if the club's fined or, or you lose your oh ability to God. appeal or what. But, but there, why there's not a try. Um, it's the playoffs. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's also, I believe, and now I could be wrong, don't quote me on this, and, and I, I would have to spend some time looking this up on my computer, but if you attempt an appeal and, like, there, there's a chance that an extra punishment could happen, like an additional game or something under certain circumstances, so it could just be that Sporting KC is like, look, okay, we're going to miss him for one leg of a two-leg match. It's not worth risking anything. Let's just have him accept the punishment and move on. But man, I, I guess I didn't think it looked like there was, you know, even if that's what Alan Chapman thinks is what happened, the ankles I saw didn't make it clear and obvious enough to overturn it. So I don't know. And there's one of a shout out to um, one of our listeners, um, sporting Timio. He, uh, he sent this tweet in from from someone named R uh, David Holmes at R Replicant, who said that he caught this video of Peter watching what appears to be the Seth Sinovic yeah. red card behind Roger when he's getting interviewed on TV, and so Peter's watching something, and then he just throws his hand up and mouths what appears to say, "There's no way," and like <laughs> he just looks so pissed it's, off behind Roger. It's not clear just, and obvious. Yeah. I don't understand. Like that's the definition, dude. It has to be clear and obvious. I'm like, are you? That's clear and obvious to you? Fuck out of here, man. That's that was bullshit. Yeah. So, didn't seem clear and obvious to me, but apparently it was enough for Alan Chapman. And now we'll probably be without Seth Sinovic for the first leg um, against whoever well, it is we place. I know we need to probably dive into that first leg, but let me just let me just mention how clutch. Daniel Shallowy is first. Now his goal, uh, by the way, precision pass from Kyrie Shelton again, because all Kyrie Shelton does is assist to Daniel Shallowy. I don't know if you know that, but 
it wasn't like a difficult goal for Daniel to do, but the first touch was everything, and he just slots at home like he's been doing it his whole damn life. So Daniel Shallow is going into the playoffs in fine freaking form. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Daniel caught – like okay, so he was hot to start the season, had sort of a so hot mid, right mid, mid, mid <laughs> Hansel. See, Will Ferrell quotes. Every freaking situation, there's a Will Ferrell quote. Um, he's, he started the season hot super potato. hot. And, and, then, and then he had his midseason slump. And he, he caught fire again at the end of the season. Um, and, and it's at the exact right time. Um, but, but you're right. So after Vela Golden converted boot. the penalty um, – in the 72nd minute is when the go-ahead goal down a man came for Sporting KC. And uh, it was Kyrie Shelton who had the ball out. (laughs) Yeah, because LAFC's defense is trash. Um, That's insane. You're up a man, and you get a PK, and you let them score on you. You you lose the game? Come on. In a a game where you win, and you win the West. Yeah, now you got to go play midweek, you jabronis. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So Kyrie Shelton had the ball out wide, and this pass is unfreaking real because it cuts perfectly in front of two LAFC defenders, right to Daniel Shallowy, who, like you said, had that nice little first touch with his right foot, and then takes that left foot, fires it right past Tyler Miller. Game set match. Sporting KC win the West. So, bro, how do you think Kyrie's feeling? Like Kyrie was not this important for New York City when he played for them. Um, no, when when he played, like he just when he was ever on the field, he was not an important piece. And I think you know you'll agree with me, and so will a lot of other people that he needs to be on the field. And if he's not, we're all going to be concerned and very scared. You know? Yeah. Well, I think part of the thing in New York was when you have someone like David Villa, who's such a prolific goal scorer, obviously one of the best players in the world for his generation. Um, Like he was very clearly and understandably the centerpiece of the NYCFC offense. So Kyrie's natural position is striker. He obviously wasn't going to play at striker ahead of David Villa. So they pushed him out on the wing when they did play him. I just don't think NYCFC style really suits Kyrie, especially that really small, narrow field they have, there's not as much space for him to work like he does with Sporting KC. And then he mm-hmm. came here, and he's at striker. He's got more space because it's a normal-sized field, and he's got wingers around him, whether it's Johnny or Daniel or Gerso and Johan, whoever it is, he's got these creative wingers who can do all sorts of crazy stuff on the ball using the space that Kyrie can make for them. I think it's just a perfect storm of things that sort of have allowed him to flourish. So I I think he's pretty happy here too. And I think this whole locker room is happy and they're all getting along and and clicking on all cylinders. This is, this is it, man. I, if you told me we'd get first in the West like four weeks ago, I'd say you're out of your damn mind. You know, I, I I was thinking we'd get like fourth place and have a, a home knockout game, but this is, this is unreal. We're guaranteed at least two more games. Yeah. It's not a one-off here. We just got to get some goals. And we yeah. we we are nothing but goal scorers, that's for sure. Yeah, it's uh it's unreal how well this team is constructed. 
with the goals being spread across a number of different players, but you still have enough potent attacking pieces where they can take over a game if need be. Uh, so it, it's pretty crazy. Oh, man. Now, we got a number well, of questions, many of which were about mm-hmm. who's going to be left back at that next game. So I want to address that real quick. Um, we got that, you know, I, 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 I can't list everybody who says it, but a, n- a number of people, like six or seven different people asked us about that. So basically what we got here is Seth is suspended for the first leg against somebody. We don't know who. It's going to be either Dallas portland or rsl i believe are the only options i, I think it's going to be rsl okay so you think it'll be RSL? interesting um that means is that rsl is upsetting lafc yeah dude lafc just hasn't been what they were i mean they they gave up a draw to vancouver they couldn't get it done against sporting kansas city and rsl's coming off a of bye week so there you go that's a good point hey you know what rsl kind of uh playing with uh borrowed time after the the la galaxy collapse i could you know what that's a that's a good shout i could see that coming to, uh, to fruition no problem um yeah. but the situation we got now is obviously no seth sinovic jalen Lindsay has been called into the u20s although sam mcdowell said that peter might consider recalling him after their midweek game if uh if he feels like he needs him the other options are pretty much Johan or Roger. And that's when Roger's left foot comes into play again. So if you're looking at Roger, Johan, or Jalen, despite Jalen maybe getting some midweek minutes with the U20s, who are you feeling most confident with at that left back spot? Who did you, who'd you say? Uh, Johan, Jalen, and who? Roger Espinosa. Uh, I mean, you're going to feel more confident with Jalen because he's played there. Um, Johan barely spent any time there, but, and I started thinking about Roger and I was like, God damn, that'd be kind of fun to see. I mean, the dude's a bruiser and, and he's got the legs. He can do those overlapping runs, but he's in the midfield. He's such a presence that I wouldn't want to lose him there. You know, put, if you put him at left back, then you're talking about putting Johan at midfield and that, I don't know about that. Yeah, that's so. My two concerns with putting Roger at left back are one, having that physical presence in the midfield. I like him there in sort of that box to box bruiser role a little bit more than Johan. And speed. I think Johan's a bit faster than Roger. And when you have someone at left back, um, they need to have some level of speed because, you know, the way sporting plays, you we want our, our backs to sort of push up and help in the attack. Johan's definitely someone who would not be worried about pushing up and helping in the attack, but then you need to have the speed to get back and, and, and help on defense if you're going to push up. And and I just don't know if, if Roger has that level of speed against some of the wingers that we might potentially play. Um, I don't know, especially if it's like someone like FC Dallas, where you have players like Dominic Baji who are so quick. Oh shit. But, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, you really don't want to have to. Dallas scares me. Well, it's playoffs, guys. Everybody scares me, but I think we got the confidence to really, really do it all. So if you're, if you guys are anything like me, you're looking at uh, December eighth plane tickets to either New York, Atlanta, or Kansas City. In my case, yeah, it's it's certainly not out of the question that MLS Cup could be hosted in Kansas City if if things play right. 
Because I think um, Sunday, I think we're rooting against Atlanta and against New York always. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and and it's so if if you look at the playoff bracket, so obviously, you know, Sporting KC and Seattle earned the Western Conference buys. Seattle's won like fourteen of their last seventeen games. That's insane. Uh-huh. How did they get here? Okay, they had a soft yeah. second half. Okay, we know that. It was a soft schedule. Yeah, but I mean, regardless, doing what they did, they are the team in the West that scares me more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Luckily, we wouldn't East, have to play them until the conference finals, if if at all. Right. Um, And then in the East, obviously the Red Bulls won the Supporters' Shield, and Atlanta was the second seed in the Eastern Conference, so they earned the buys. You have... New York taking on Philly and then DC United taking on Columbus. Now both New York, New York city FC and DC United, I think are capable of taking down either the red bulls or Atlanta United. NYCFC has been in a little bit of a slump, but DC has been on a tear. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them was able to take down one or both of the red bulls and Atlanta United. And then if that's the case and sporting makes the MLS cup, it's in Kansas city. So I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. It's possible. It's a big deal. And I tell you what, MLS Cup in Atlanta, for one, MLS is going to jizz their pants uh, because it's in Atlanta and they're going to pack that stadium. But two, it's got a roof. All right? You're not going to freeze your buns off. That is true. It was uh, freaking cold last time MLS Cup was here. It was like seven degrees. And it will be cold again. And it will be cold in New York. So... You gotta, you gotta, you know what MLS wants and all the journalists want. <laughs> oh yeah, hands down. Now it would be pretty let's cool. Let's bring it to KC. So obviously, first choices have it here in KC. If it's gonna go on the road, how cool would it be? Imagine a situation where Atlanta they get to MLS Cup and they're all cocky and they're thinking like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna win our trophy and send our coach off into the sunset. And then Sporting KC steals it from underneath them and their home. And then they get hit by a bus. Oh, is that not where you were going with that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm just, I'm just imagining ripping Atlanta's heart out in Atlanta. And it gives me ripping and a tear. Absolutely, dude. Uh, We already beat them once there. One of the few teams who have ever done that. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to go see a, see a final in that stadium. That'd be, that'd be a blast. I have not been to that stadium. I would like to go. Just to kind of experience it, but yes, I have I have not been. Um, but let's get it at home. I mean, we'll we'll just we'll all bundle up, we'll huddle around each other, all you know, group hug. We'll, we'll stay warm. We'll be fine. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so some of the other questions that we got um, are, are more about predictions uh, for for the knockout rounds and and what we think will happen throughout the playoffs. Uh, before we get there. <sighs> I do want to just recap a, a couple of the, the the things that happened from the week um, around MLS that that were just a little bit crazy. Um, obviously, uh, the LA Galaxy did not make the playoffs. Zlatan is out. Um, LA had a two zero oh lead on it. Houston at halftime, and then Houston came back and scored three goals in the second half to knock the it. Galaxy out. It, it's nuts. And Zlatan Manotas, just looked sad. Manotas tweeted, you're welcome, RSL. And I was like, uh, it's it's you, apostrophe, R-E, you dunce. 
Cruz is always there with the uh, the grammar check. Um, I'll get you, man. Don't don't mess with my contractions. All right, I know what a contraction is. <laughs> but uh, contractions speak louder than words. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> there's a pun for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like Zlatan looks pretty sad and pretty pissed off. I can't see him coming back when you have. Who knows, oh, man. as the coach for the Galaxy next year, the dumpster fire that is that front office, and they don't make the playoffs, what is his incentive to come back? Bro, when I was out in L.A. and we saw this game, and I was like around Galaxy fans trying to get a Zlatan autograph, these guys were so full of themselves. They were like, oh, five-time MLS Cup champions. Oh, we're the best. We're going to win our sixth this year. We got Zlatan. And it's like... You fuckers do have Zlatan, and he led you to a seventh place victory. You're welcome. You're welcome, LA. <laughs> and it's Wando fantastic. It. Oh, it's phenomenal. Wando, Wando called Wando it did way call back it. when uh, when Eber signed. He was like, "I hope he leads them to a seventh place finish." I mean, <laughs> Wando should probably stay a little bit quiet though, because we can't really hear them from the bottom, anyways. But that's true. <laughs> I do like the trolling, but he had to have known, like, hey, that's bad juju on you, bro. You guys are about to be in the basement again. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Wando. Wando uh, he, he set a lot of records, but that's probably not um, not the team that should be talking. Everyone um, loves to see LA lose, man. They're like, the, they're like the Patriots of the MLS, all right? Uh, when the New England Patriots go down, everyone's pumped. You know what I mean? Or the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone's pumped. Yeah. It's uh it's weird seeing a franchise as storied as the Galaxy be so bad and, and having a front office that's just so incompetent. They uh, they have a shit like development structure too. Like their academy process, not good. Yeah. So there there's a lot of questions to be asked and and, and answered in the offseason for the Galaxy. Um we'll see. How that goes, you know. Obviously, the biggest one is what will happen with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and then next is who who will be their coach. Um, yeah. Elsewhere, Colorado came back and beat FC Dallas at the last uh, last couple minutes of the game. Minute, they scored dude. two goals in the last ten minutes. And, Couldn't believe uh, it. Yeah, so that means Dallas will be playing a a knockout round game. That's what uh, pushed Seattle up to the second seed is because Dallas lost there. Um, All Dallas had to do was win, and they got a bye, right? Yep. If they won, they would have been the number two seed. And they couldn't do it, and now they're like the number fourth seed. Yep, now they're all the way down to fourth. They are uh, not guaranteed a a second home playoff game. They have a, a, a... ticket deal i don't know if you saw this this was really weird yeah twenty dollars for their first home game ticket thirty dollars and you could get a ticket to both the first home game and the second home game but if they lose and don't get that second home game sorry no refunds you're just out of your money no Uh, refunds is anyone gonna do this i mean if out of the 15 fans that are that are in attendance is anyone gonna do it I hope not, because that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So like, dumb. I, I, I literally don't understand how you can do that to your fans. You're like, sorry, we had another collapse. Uh, we'll give you a ticket, but if if that game doesn't actually happen, we're just going to keep your money. 
So man, oh man, they're not run very well. well I got my playoff uh, tickets. Woo! Yeah, and you know that Sporting KC's not doing something stupid like that. Um, Definitely not. And then obviously. New York Red Bulls beat Orlando City 1-0 and Toronto FC beat Atlanta United 4-1, which means the New York Red Bulls became the Supporter Shield champions. And now uh as we promised, I want I want to read you a just just a couple of tweets here from some Atlanta United fans um that were sent after the results of those games. So uh, the first one, how do you go about canceling season tickets? These guys don't show up in big games. <laughs> so You're going to cancel season tickets because you got a first round buy in the yeah. playoffs. Are you out of your mind? In your second season. Dude, Number two. People responded and were like, I'll take them, by the way. Uh, I'm on the waiting <laughs> list, you dick. And then uh, here, here's another one. We should be furious right now. I blame Tata for being all tactics and never game situation <laughs> ever, period. This is why I'm glad his quitter ass is leaving. Goodbye. Leave now. Oh, my God, dude. These people turn on each other so quickly. Can you believe that? If you do that so fast, you are not a fan, dude. Can you imagine if we lo- if we lost a game and we do a podcast and we're like, sporting fucking sucks. I don't know why we even go to the game. Sell your season tickets. <laughs> what? No, we're not Fairweather fans. It doesn't make sense how, look, Atlanta's been around for, for this is literally their second season. Congrats to yeah. them for the success they've had. But, like, get off your high lose. horse. Like, you're in your second season. You you almost set a points record. You have a first round buy in your second season uh, of existing, and you're one of the favorites to win MLS Cup. I'm sorry, your coach oh is God. leaving, but calm no, down. No, they're not. No, they're not, dude. I bet. Oh my God, who's who's gonna have to play them? I bet. I bet DC fucking takes them out, dude. I'm saying if if Wayne Rudy and, and DC United take out Atlanta, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be so. Well, but they've been missing know, Almarone, and I think Almarone's back. That's true. They they did miss Almarone for the last couple games of the season because um, of injury. I do think he will be back for the playoffs. But if Columbus somehow beat DC, then uh, I, well, actually, no. I was gonna say Columbus no. could could take them out, but they'll reseed. I don't and think Columbus, so. Yeah, they wouldn't. DC's on a hot streak, man. Yeah. So if if. Uh, it's possible DC could play Atlanta if the Union beat NYCFC. That's how that would have to work. So, man, I hope DC gets out of that whole bracket and comes to Kansas City for the good old fashioned Kansas City MLS Cup beatdown. Yep, hey, it's possible. He'll um, be like, "Why is it so cold here?" <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, long story short, Atlanta. No trophies, no supporter shield, no U.S. Open mm. Cup. They haven't won Burn any it down. trophies. So, I, I burn it, will, it down. It will be really interesting to see what happens to Atlanta this offseason because Tata's obviously leaving. Tata saying Tata. Miguel Almiron's probably gone. Joseph's probably gone. So, probably. 
it'll uh, it'll be a different Atlanta United team next year. We'll see uh, what all it those sure salty will. Atlanta fans feel like after their team falls well, apart. Maybe there's new fans in the stands that were on the waiting list, and now they can get tickets because those guys got rid of theirs. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's freaking out. Um, oh, my God. So one of the other things that we got, another question from a number of people, you know, Tatu the Great, um, our, our our buddy Eric Martinez sent this, a couple other people sent this too, is they want to know not only our knockout round predictions, but uh, our MLS Cup final predictions. So mm. um, let's start with knockout round. Obviously, the ones people want to know about most is in the Western Conference. You have LAFC taking on RSL on the Thursday night, but tonight, Wednesday night, Halloween... You have FC Dallas hosting Ooh. the Portland Timbers at uh, 8.30 p.m. Central Time. So um, between FC Dallas and Portland, who do you think's taking that one? God, you know, a few weeks ago I'd like to say Dallas, but now I'm not so sure. I, it's in Dallas. It so is. So I, I kind of want to say Portland, dude. I've been leaning I mean, They Portland rested all well. their guys against Vancouver. Yeah. I've been leaning Portland as well. I think if I if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick Portland. I think Dallas is collapsing. So, yeah. There you go with and that one. And then the other game on Thursday is the uh, the Western Conference one is uh, LAFC and, and RSL. And so you said you think RSL's taking down LAFC? I, I think RSL gets that done. I think LAFC's playoff dreams are shattered and RSL has a healthier – you know, less sore squad and uh, they're, they're not coming off an SKC spanking. That's a bold call, man. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I think I'm still going to lean toward LAFC, which means if, if LAFC does win, then we'd be thinking that uh sporting would play Portland, then but if RSL wins, Portland, yep. then we're playing RSL. So whether it's RSL or Portland or FC Dallas, I'm feeling pretty confident against all three of those teams over two legs. I don't know. How are I you feeling? feeling? I, I'm feeling good, too. I think we can get to the conference finals, in which case I think Seattle gets uh, – I, I think Seattle beats Portland, and uh, we have to face them in the conference finals. Yeah, that's the that's the one that scares me. I certainly think we can do it, but but Seattle's been on such a hot streak. I'm just glad it would be over two legs and that we'd at least get a home match. So oh, I'd love to score many, many goals on this possible MLS goalkeeper of the year, Stefan Fry. You know what I mean? That's all people are talking about. Mm-hmm. Stefan Fry this, Stefan Fry that. Why? What has he done? What has he done for you lately? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I mean, Seven Fries had a really good season. If you look at some of the advanced stats, um, how many shutouts? I don't know exactly how many shutouts. I do know not as many as Tim. I do. I do know he has a really, really good um, goals Beard? allowed to. Well, that too. But uh, goals allowed to expected goals allowed ratio. Basically, the number of goals he's let in stat. is is far less than the number of goals that that would be expected that he let in. Um, but that's yeah, that's getting to, into some advanced statistics there. Um, anywho, okay. So, but you think the Western Conference is going to come down to Sporting in Seattle? Uh, I do. Yeah, and I, I do think we even get past them. 
So, I mean, that, okay. I think that puts us in the cup final. Okay. I agree with you. That's, that's, you know, I did my little MLS dot, uh, MLS soccer.com bracket. And that is exactly what I said there. So, um, in the East, so, we got on Halloween NYCFC hosting the Union. So, in that game, who do you got? Oh, I think NYC gets it done. They're they're finally getting things done lately, so I, th- I think they get it going. I agree with you there. And then uh, DC United hosting the Columbus Crew, who barely made it into the playoffs uh, under future USMNT coach Greg Baralter. Who do you think wins that one? Uh, the crew. Wait, who's who's the crew playing again? DC United. Yes, that's right. Sorry, DC. I think DC gets it done. I think DC crushes the crew. I agree with you. It's at it's at DC, dude, and they're killing yeah. it at home. And then I think we're all sad when Greg Berhalter becomes the U.S. Men's National Team coach. <laughs> yeah, probably so. So then, Since that no would, one else even gets interviewed. Right, which is the dumbest. Does not make sense. Um, so that means the Red Bulls are hosting DC United and, uh, Atlanta United are hosting, uh, New York City FC. So, uh, what do you, what do you think between New York and, uh, New York Red Bulls and DC United? Who do you have there? I think the Red Bulls, man. I think the Red Bulls get it done over two games. I agree. And then Atlanta and NYC FC. Can New York City upset Atlanta? I think th- I think they can, dude. But I, I think, wait, would DC go on to play? DC wouldn't play Atlanta; they'd play the Red Bulls. Yeah, DC would play the Red Bulls because they're the fourth seed, and New York is the three seed. So the Red Bulls would play the lowest remaining seed, which would be DC. Gotcha. Man, wouldn't it be cool if DC gets it done against the Red Bulls? Then It'd be I, I cool. think I think New York City. I think it's going to be Atlanta and Red Bulls in the in the final, probably. I agree with you. And uh, I think the Red Bulls upset. Not upset. They're the favorites. But I think they, not they, upset. they, uh, they upset the fans of Atlanta by beating Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think. Do you agree? I, I do. Yeah. And then I think KC is going to New York and... And I'm packing my bags to go freeze off in Harrison, Harrison, New Jersey, my friend. I think I'd have to join you like that. I, I'd have oh. to, look, I'd, I'd have to look at flights and stuff to see see what 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 sort of damage we'd be doing there. But man, if now let me ask you this: Do yeah. you go as a fan or do you try to get a press pass? Oh boy, that's the question, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, I do not know. I do. That's that's on you, man. Not, that's no. what you. What memory do you want to take away from that, you know? Yeah. They both would be fantastic memories in so very different ways. Um, see, I'm thinking, see, I don't have vacation day, so I'd have to fly in like on Saturday morning and fly out Sunday. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'd have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people would, would have to join you in doing that part, probably myself included. Um, Get a bunch of people though. Get a block of hotels or something. Make it somewhat cheap for everybody. I'm sure there'd be a massive rodron out there, like just massive. I'm, I mean, thousands no of people are flying from Kansas City to New York if we're if we're playing there. Thousands of people are flying from Kansas no. City to Atlanta if we're playing there too. Now we're dreaming right now. We're just dreaming. 
I, I hate getting ahead of ourselves. Obviously, they the team's going to take it one game at a time, so we need to think one game at a time as well. But it is mm-hmm. fun to dream a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is where – so I am not a superstitious person, except when it comes to sports. I get weirdly, weirdly, weirdly superstitious about all my sports. Me too, bro. I don't wash my jerseys until they lose. <laughs> I wear the same jerseys, my sporting on, jerseys on game day. <laughs> um, <laughs> where where I got a little superstitious was when, as I was filling out my MLSsoccer.com bracket, I couldn't bring myself to choose sporting to win at all because it felt like I was calling my shot too early and I would jinx us. So in my bracket online, I actually didn't pick them to beat the Red Bulls. I picked the Red Bulls to win. Not because I don't think Sporting KC can beat the Red Bulls, because I do, but because I feel like I can't like, audibly say I think Sporting would win right now because I'd be jinxing us, and then we lose and it'd be my fault. So, well, so if we do win, then you don't win any prizes. I mean, that is true. But you know what? <laughs> the memory would be the prize. So That's true, man. That's why I think if that happened, I don't think you can do the press pass thing, man. I think you got to come get rowdy with everybody. Oh man, I have I don't have any honest idea what those tickets would cost either. So we'll have to see that too. Um, oh, it can't be that crazy. I mean the the little pl- the playoff games right now are just like forty bucks. I bet MLS Cup is up to like fifty, maybe. Maybe we'll. I mean there there would be some through the club, and and I mean you're a season ticket member, even though you're in Chicago. So I'm sure you'd have access to get some. So. Right. Yeah. It, it. Oh, man. We're getting ahead of ourselves. But, you know, this is going to be a fun, fun MLS Cup playoffs. And we know we'll get at least one home game. Um, and that's going to be a good time. I cannot wait. So It's going to be good. Uh, we couldn't do much previewing for this, this Sunday game because we don't know who we're playing. But luckily, we'll get to preview that same opponent next week. So we will have it. Because uh, November 4th, we will be on the road, either in Dallas, uh, in Salt Lake, or in Portland. And then uh, November 11th, whoever we play, we'll be back in Kansas City, along with your boy Coos, as we mentioned before. So I'm coming. I'm coming back, man, for a whole week. I'm excited. We'll, uh, we'll let you guys know sort of what we're doing it i mean my guess is it'd probably be something similar to what we did before pretty low-key kind of out yeah. by the cauldron tailgate but uh we'll let you know it'll be fun just hang out free beers nearby get some food going i'm i'm pumped man who knows what time that game's gonna be though no idea it could be like early afternoon it could be that night do not know but Ooh, i just realized they uh i got no work the next day what? either because of veterans day so well i just realize yeah i don't either i'll be there <laughs> but, You're on vacation. but i just realized dude the whole the whole tailgate thing might go out the window because i bet they open the members club early for the chiefs game i bet you're right i bet you're 100 percent right so there you go let's all get there early and go watch the chiefs i'm down man sounds like a blast so uh it's gonna be awesome we're coming up on that hour mark, my friend. Do you have any other final thoughts for the number one fans in the Western Conference? Well, number one fans in MLS, but, you know, we won the West. So. Oh, dude. Number one fans is everyone who listens to this podcast, man. We got some cool people that listen. I, I can't even begin to give everyone a shout out, but it's uh, 
you all know who you are. Everyone that interacts with us on Twitter, uh, saying what you want to talk about, uh, what you want us to talk about. It's just really cool. And I'm very humble and, uh, warm, warm heart with all this. So this is a lot of fun. It is. Couldn't have said it so better myself. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for joining us on, on this wild journey of a season. It's not done yet. Let's keep it going. Just getting started. Just getting started. Now is when the fun begins. Um, we're not done yet. We're, we're not done yet. Uh, <laughs> that was bees my didn't bees lie. Impression. Bees didn't lie. Um, <laughs> But anyway, thank I, I you guys. I could uh, do an impression of Graham Zusi running through the ladder uh, in that, but I, I, that looks exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, and at Dan Kuzer. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Send us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And don't forget those ratings and reviews. Get out there. Make sure you tell your family, your friends, listen to us, rate us, review us on iTunes. Uh, We'll be forever grateful. So that's all we got for this week. We will be back next week to talk more Mm -hmm. Sporting KC, MLS Cup playoffs. But until then, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll talk to you all later. See ya. We're not done yet. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.